A narcissist would want you to believe that they are all powerful, they are flawless, they have no weaknesses, but their reality is completely different than what they want you to believe. Hi, I am Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional, and today's episode is going to be all about five weaknesses that all narcissists have. Before we get started, please make sure that you are subscribed to the channel by pressing the subscribe button if you're watching this video on YouTube and press the bell icon to stay updated with everything latest that I post over here. Let's get going. Number one, failure to self-reflect and look inwards. For a person to grow, they have to consider the faults they have as a person, as a human being. They have to consider the failures. They have to consider the shortcomings that we all have. Because considering all of these faults, all of these shortcomings and failures will help a person to grow eventually. But when it comes to a narcissist, guess what? Everything that is wrong, that is faulty in their life, it is someone else's fault. It is your fault. It's my fault, except theirs. They can never be wrong. And what that does indirectly is it keeps them stagnant. It keeps them stuck in a perpetual cycle of victimhood. They want to be seen as supreme and flawless, but realistically and practically, they are the victims of their own doing. They never grow because they do not learn from their mistakes. Why? Because they do not acknowledge their mistakes at the first place. So growth is missing in their life. And that is why if you leave a narcissist at this place, in this psychological position or, or in any other way, you are going to find them in the same state 10 years from now. I can almost assure you that. Let's get going to number second. They do not believe in collaboration and only want to compete. A narcissist is extremely self-absorbed. All they focus on is themselves. It is their welfare that matters the most. But in an environment where collaboration is needed for growth, this can prove to be extremely fatal. Because if you are in a situation where you are you're only focusing on yourself, how would you be growing if there is, you're not taking any form of help in? If it is all about you, it's all about your needs. I can give an example of a co-parenting situation where both parents are supposed to be involved in the proper nurturing of the children. But what the narcissist, what the narcissist does is that they want to be liked the most by the children. They want the children to put this narcissist on the pedestal. They want to be the most likable parent among the two. What that does is that destroys the children because the narcissist doesn't care about the discipline, the, the impact of, uh, you know, lack of boundaries. The narcissist doesn't care about uplifting, overlifting the children and overindulging the children. They don't care about the trauma it causes. Basically, they will do everything and anything to just make sure that they are winning against you and you look like the crazy one. That the, that the children take more of a side of the narcissist and isolate you, just maintain some kind of distance from you or think that you are a bad parent in comparison to the narcissist. Everything and anything that you do with them is 
a competition. It can never be collaboration because for it to be a collaboration, the narcissist has to think beyond themselves. They have to think about you. They have to think about your needs. And that is not possible for them to do. The only person, the only needs that matter for them is their own needs or their own needs. They don't think beyond the bubble of egocentric self. Number third, they are chronically bored and their in interests are very short-lived. You need to understand that a narcissist is completely disconnected from their true self, which means the feeling of satisfaction, the feeling of gratitude is extremely difficult for them to feel. Why? Because being satisfied is more of an emotional state than a, a state of having all of the materialistic and shiny stuff around you to feel satisfied. It has nothing to do with how much you have. Of course, the quality and the quantity of things does contribute to the level of satisfaction, but ultimately your way of experiencing satisfaction is quite unique to who you are as an individual and what you want to have in your life and how you define it. For a narcissist, nothing is ever enough. That's why their interest keeps moving. Basically, they are not interested in anything. It's like they are trying to fill a bottomless pit and nothing is filling it. They move from one hobby to the other. They have this a habit of hoarding cars, moving houses, moving places, doing bizarre things. I mean, one of the things that you know, that you know about is just moving, moving from one person to the other. Why are they doing this? Because number one, they do not feel satisfied with what they have because they do not know what it means to, why they are not connected with themselves. Number two, they have, they have to have this feeling of high, that intense feeling that you get as an addict when you take the dose, when you use the substance and you feel high, that is the kind of feeling they get every single time they purchase that new car, get that new house. They are this new person and they have to persuade them. They have to woo them. They have to make them fall in love with themselves. All of that is quite crazy and it's quite shallow and that never lets a narcissist to live a peaceful life. Before we get to the number four, I'm really curious to know what weaknesses did you see in the narcissist that you were with? Drop them in the comments below and help other people to feel validated. Number four, their fear of being ashamed makes them obsessed about how they are perceived and how they look in front of others. You need to understand that, that a narcissist, even though it doesn't look like they are ashamed of anything or they, it, even if it doesn't look like they feel any form of shame, they are deeply ashamed of who they are and this shame is something that they always keep running away from. And anything that triggers it gets the spell of narcissistic rage from the narcissist. Look at your experiences with them. A slight remark, a slight comment would trigger a monster out of the narcissist and you would wonder what the hell happened here. That is the kind of shame that I'm talking about. They're deeply, deeply insecure. But they are stuck in a cycle of running away from this shame, avoiding this shame. And one of the ways they do this is they just want to maintain a facade, 
a facade of being amazing, great, wonderful, kind, compassionate, giving, grandiose, entitled, high class, whatever it is for them to just to be seen as acceptable, to be seen as worthy of appreciation, to be seen as better than everyone else. And by in the process of maintaining this facade, they put in a lot of energy, a lot of energy to just make sure that people do not get to see the rottenness within them. And the sad part of this story is, the sad part of the cycle is that they sacrifice their loved one in the process of doing so. For example, if you are talking about a narcissistic parent who is obsessed about his image in the public, he would go on and use her children, her, his spouse, as trophies to present them in the public and get some kind of acceptance, some kind of admiration through them. And wouldn't even care about how being used as trophies affects the children, affects his spouse. That's why... It's said that narcissists use you as objects and this object, objectification becomes quite clear when they try to maintain the facade and keep running away from the shame that they innately, deeply feel. Number five, they are addicts. Their whole personality pattern is based on addiction because they are addicted to the highs that they feel when they are with people, when they buy stuff. It's all about supply because we have been talking about, about supply so many times so far. It is all about getting that supply. And a narcissist can get this supply in many, many forms. Some of them are addicted to sex. Others are addicted to hoarding money. Others are addicted to being hardcore drugs, alcohol, and so on. Their life is completely dependent on a substance or a thing or something that is more external than their own true self, which makes them more codependent than codependents themselves. Because a narcissist is extremely afraid of being alone because they cannot be with themselves. They are afraid to be with the rottenness within them. They can't face it. They can't stand it. And that is why they have to keep themselves distracted all the time. They cannot regulate themselves emotionally. That's why they have to use things. They have to use objects. They have to use people to regulate themselves and somehow feel better. Their whole life is all about loss of control. Their control, even though they try to come across as controlling and pretend that they have everything under control, they have zero control over themselves. Those fits and tantrums and aggressive episodes, what do they tell us? They tell us that they do not know how, how to handle their own emotions. Basically, we are dealing with a child stuck in an adult body. So their life is spent, most of it is spent in pursuing things. In, in just, it's a Cycle, it's a repeated pattern of addiction where the narcissist moves from one substance to the other, one person to the other, one thing to the other. So that was it for today. I hope today's episode was helpful and it was enlightening and it helped you to understand the different weaknesses that these people have. Now, before I let you go, make sure that you are subscribed to the channel and you share this video with as many people as possible because we need the awareness in these times especially, we need it a lot. Thank you so much for being with me so far. Thank you so much for listening.
I'll see you next time. Till then, let the healing begin.